da, da, da. You guys ready? Uh, I guess. What are we talking about? I mean, <laughs> there hasn't really been much happening. There's one thing that's been on my mind. I'm really sure it's been wrong. on your mind. <laughs> no, right? Really, um... Is it forward in a criminal investigation by no, the USMP? No, he, man. He's back under investigation. <laughs> really? No, man. There's something even bigger going on right now in the world, man. Freaking Jada. Are you recording? Yeah. Is this guy recording? Why would you oh, not? Wow. <laughs> Jada. Oh, really? Bro. She's... What about Jada? Her and Will Smith. She's like me and Will Smith have been separated oh, yeah, since yeah, yeah, 2016. Yeah. And she's like, when he got up there and said, my wife, I was shocked that he called me his wife because we hadn't been with each other for... Like holy shit! Talk about war. How many L's can you take? Just. Then she also said that uh, what's his face? Tupac Chris was. Rock, oh, Chris Rock hit oh, her up, and that Tupac was her soulmate. And soulmate, yeah. She said that before the Tupac thing. Uh, they're selling books, bro. The best tweet mm. I saw about the whole thing was, "Why do people keep asking them questions? These questions." And then someone responded, "No one's asking them the questions. They just go on their own podcast and tell them." Reveal <laughs> Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. It's about nothing. I just want these guys to know you got another thing coming, bitch. I'm still around. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, that shit's wild. Crazy. Anyways, y'all following Look, up with this uh, Egypt stuff? Not Egypt. <laughs> Egypt. I'm an idiot. Israel. Yo, that's crazy. Does anyone need a summary at this point? I mean, where do we start the summary from? 4,000 years ago. Yeah, We're going to solve this problem tonight. <laughs> I've been giving it a lot of thought and I've been on Twitter. Just hear me out. I think I figured it out. Now it's. I'm kind of glad we didn't do the podcast on Monday or Tuesday like we wanted because I feel like a lot has come up since that would have been to keep evolving so 100 percent uh the day and time that we're recording is the point where uh there's a ground invasion about to happen israel's gonna go in they told everybody to evacuate to the south of gaza and uh the un is like yo uh that's kind of hard to do for a million people to move down to the south um and egypt is getting pressure to open up his borders to some people at least so that's where we stand yeah uh, that i like your very diplomatic kind of try to cover all corners summary of that there's also been some where do you want to tackle this fucking pig man like is it oh they're probably a wrong choice of words considering <laughs> both people don't like pigs uh but, where do you uh start it? <laughs> okay. First off, let's let's uh clear the air. There is nothing funny about what is happening. It's actually mm. quite sad. Um mm. when we bring levity into this, it's our own coping mechanisms at play. But shit's fucked up, man. Like, there's really no sensible way to discuss this thing. You go, you know, you know, Hamas shouldn't have uh started it on Saturday by going into a music festival and just shooting people up. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Can't really say, hey, you know, you, you guys brought it on yourselves because you, there's no justifying that. That's sinister. It's horrid. It's shitty-ass thing. Also, blowing up blow half of Gaza in retaliation to that when you're like, well, we didn't know. Pretty shitty. Yeah. I think the, I think the best approach is not to take a side when we start talking about it. That's where it all falls apart. But there's some clear sides here. Let's make a list of I mean, when you look at the world, when you look at the world, and, and you look at news articles or what governments have to announce, there's always taking sides, right? I mean, Canada this, and uh, yeah, countries have taken well, sides. This, this, so if we if we if we look at an isolated issue, sure, we can say, you know, I, I think one side says it's isolated. It was a terrorist attack. That's it. There's nothing else to that story. The other side, I mean, justifying a terrorist attack is wrong, but the other side is saying there's been persecution for how many numbers of years, and it's a right. it's a more of a macro problem rather than a micro problem. And so that's where you have these two factions going one. But at the end of the day, if innocents are dying on either side, it's wrong. Yeah, there's really no, no, but. no one's winning. No, no one's right, you know. There's no but. At the end of the day. It's like, yeah. yeah, what they did is fucked up. That's it. There's no but. Yeah. 
what they did yeah. in retaliation is fucked up. There you know, no but. Yeah. there is no, both, but it's both wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. So how about this? You know, since it's going to be so hard to talk about, let's, let's talk about some specific issues, specific, specific issues. Yeah. There I said it. Um, the reaction, the, the day of, the day of actually, you know, funny enough, that when you sent that in the morning, that thread of like, what's going on in Israel, I thought it was a troll. Like people in, on paragliders attacking, I thought, it was, I thought, I swear to God, I thought it was, it was a troll, troll job, but it was real. Anyways, what the reaction was around the world, there were two reactions. One, out, outright rage uh from the jewish community and the larger western world uh and then there's also an immediate defense of palestinians and hamas um almost like uh well i'll characterize it as yo you can't look at today you got to look at the bigger picture right away um and kind of let it slide those are two reactions um what are your thoughts like on both reactions Robbie, go ahead. I don't know, man. I, that, it's it's such a, it's such a weird. It's hard to talk about because at the end, from the, my perspective is is when innocence dies. So let's just we know that's wrong on both sides, right? Um, from Israel's standpoint, it's 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 them going in to the right to defend and right to protect their country. But they should be going. I mean, if. I think in all the conversations, at least that I've been reading, they're tying Hamas to the Palestinians and saying they're one or the same, that there's no differences, you know, that all Palestinians are all part of Hamas. And that's where the, you know, the distinction and the fact that you're having Palestinians on one side, not helping that argument and saying anything but with the protest, it just, for me, it's really confusing because it's like, I think the people suffering don't even have a voice in the game, right? I don't, I don't right. think... Um, you know. So you brought up something that, that I think we should talk about also. Um, what have your thoughts been on the protests that have, we've seen? The main protests we've seen here are the pro-Palestinian side protests. And the pro-Palestinian protests, I feel like, on a whole, are interesting because you're kind of like, you know, you're getting your shit bombed. A lot of innocent people are dying. Yeah, you should be in the streets trying to raise attention and get people's stuff. At the same time, you had the same people when being interviewed are like, yeah, fuck them. And yeah, we want to kill them. And I'm like, ah, oh, geez, brother. They were, they were, they were protesting before the bombing. They were protesting before. They were out in the streets and uh, we had that, what those kids at air, that in air mills. mills. You had that, our team, yeah. our team just like, want to. It was a timing of it that really got me. It's, it's like, like uh, you know, they, they're still counting the dead. And they're gonna hit back, but before they hit back, you've already started protesting, and some people. So here's the uh, thing: were they protesting on. or were they celebrating? That's a distinction I think that's worth making. What are you gonna protest? Right. What's it a protest? So like, the protest is, hey, look, they deserved it because look at what they're doing, and now this brings attention. So it wasn't really a protest on the day of; it was yeah, a celebration. They were justifying it. It was a protest by also saying this is the reason why and this is why it's okay, rather than just not coming out and say like any killing of innocents is was wrong. That, and to that's anybody that has like a, a stake in in, in this, you know, the three of us don't. We don't have pony yeah. in this. We're just observers, right? So, if even if we could mischaracterize what this what these protests were, then dude, you guys have done a bad PR job. If, if we don't even know exactly what the protest is for, and it's coming off as a celebration or a justification, where it could be something else. Well, this is what you know before any of the counter stuff happened you know if you're in the streets but then there's a there's a parallel here a weak one but there is if they're celebrating what are they celebrating they're literally celebrating the fact that you know we killed our enemy we gotta you know we struck them right that's the but once again who's we right when, when when they celebrate we are you saying Hamas all all Palestinians are Hamas that, that's the so like, this that's is like what... literally Afghanistan that's like Afghanistan you know people in Afghanistan yeah we're all Taliban or people in, in a certain part yeah we're all ISIS well, you know and, and in this war is just like it's not in the entire population and so your point, 
like know, there's two parties, right? Like yeah, there, there's uh, one party in the West Bank and there's one party in Gaza. And Hamas was elected to be their representative. Yeah, in, in by Gaza. what sixty percent popular vote? But like, do you think they would have voted them in, knowing if this was the outcome? I mean, I mean what's Hamas's mission? They 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 don't recognize the state of Israel, and yeah. there's no compromise there. They have to wipe them out. They say that that's we're gonna kill destroy Israel, right? All right, yeah, here. So, okay, so yeah, so I'm gonna say this: I condemn <laughs> celebrating their attacks and like celebrating the fact that they were able to kill innocent people. Because end the other day, they could try to say, "Well, they're not innocent." And look, Israelis on that side aren't innocent either, man. I've been seeing TikToks, guys freaking drinking water, flicking the lights on and off, and like sending them in and saying, yeah, it's "You know, it's diabolical. it's diabolical too." But it's not well, as diabolical I mean, as like going to music festival shooting people up. There is, there are I levels of that shit. I remember, they don't think of each other as humans. That's the sad part, right? Like that, that's where like they call each other animals. And then when, when you get to that point, like you know, the rest of the world is being shocked by the the fact that we're seeing children. You know, that's that, that's the one that gets everybody. But remember, the other side, they don't look at them as children. They they're just on you know. that point. On that point, uh, the Economist they went and interviewed a senior Hamas leader in uh, Qatar. Um, so they go up to him. And they're like, uh, "Yo, um, why'd you kill so many innocents?" He's like, uh, "We didn't kill any innocents. Only military targets." They're like, "No. Uh, what about the you know two three hundred people that you got the music yeah. festival?" And he's like, "They were settlers." Uh, no, they were actually mostly tourists. Um, it was crossfire um, and just collateral damage. Not our fault. Not our mistake. So no real innocence. All right. Uh, so he's like backtracking it all. And then he's like, uh, you know, no children though. We also didn't kill any children. They just kept on walking it back, just in a hole, in a hole. And then they're like, all right, so is, there, is this a, a victory for you guys? He's like, yes. Like, why? He's like, uh, the enemy like knows we're here now. They're like, no. <laughs> it was just a fucking terrible interview. And their PR game is so bad. I don't understand how anybody who is not Palestinian or even not part of the Arab world would really want to sympathize with that messaging, right? Like, whereas the Israeli <laughs> PR machine is fucking amazing. But <laughs> that's the thing. You're going up against a country, a systematic country who knows... Has marketing departments ready and willing and pushing this stuff, right? It's not organic. They're freaking PR. It's not like, yeah. like I'm. and well funded. But dude, there's no reason why, why they shouldn't be for the other side too. They're like, this is one billion Muslims in the world, man. Do you think? Do you think Hamas? Like, I mean, certain people are almost like, oh shit, like we fucked up. No, like, I this, think. This, no, like as in like they didn't expect the the severity of the response of the they bombing. Like I don't think they ex I don't think they were ready for that. Now I a ground invasion. I don't. I can't see them anticipating to send every, every and these two guys. Every marker, man. I, I think. Hit every I mean, as soon as it happened, know, as soon as that happened, I'm like, you guys know they're gonna get bombed to hell. Like there is no. I don't know. Way man. that you I think can't foresee the response. Like another terrorist attack where there's going to be a response, but we scored a small victory. For them to think that it was going to completely obliterate. But there's, there's, a, there's that, a political right? win for them here too, right? The political win for them here is Israel is a country that's surrounded by a bunch of other countries that refuse to recognize that it's even a state. But I feel like okay. now countries have, like Egypt does, does it not? Didn't they? So, so, so what's in the, happening wars now, too, in the past, in the past but now, they've come to some sort of. They've had wars, yeah, they've had wars. But now yeah. what's happening, and this is a freak out to Hamas, Hezbollah, and, and you know, to probably even Fatah in the West Bank. They're tripping out that countries like UAE are starting to recognize Saudi it was in the process of like piecing it out with Israel too. When you have major powers in the Middle East starting to recognize your enemy and like them aligning with them, that's a huge, huge loss and setback for anybody who wants to separate from Israel and have their own state, right? Especially if your goal is to uh, obliterate uh, Israel from the planet. So now everybody who was working towards, from the Arab world, was working towards making peace with, with uh, Israel is now walking back. They have to. There's too much pressure on them. So Saudi's, Saudi's going back. I think UAE is probably next. Egypt, 
I don't think they even had a good relationship to start with, right? Egypt since the Jordan and them are, are Egypt in the war, right? So I mean, that's yeah. there's never going to be. Full so there's a there's a political win for them here, and then they yeah. stated it. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan sent concern. back their, their riots today. There was riots going towards um, uh, for certain point. They're saying that Jordan was breaking them up. So I mean, so Jordan so had its police keeping people from country. protesting, trying to get to the border, and eventually they gave in, and people got to the border. Which kind of raised the question of, well, why are you guys running to the border? What do you think is going to happen to you when you run to the Israeli border and they see you as a threat now? I yeah. mean, there is, I don't know. One of the things that Ranji talked about was, uh, or I think Robbie, you mentioned it too, is how could they not foresee a lot of this stuff? I think mm. part of it is also we're on an outside bubble. We're across the ocean looking at this from as observers where when you're inside a bubble it's a different experience for them. They're like, yo, we're going to do this. We got all this in Iran's helping us out. Um, and you know, it's going to be great. We're going to maybe like Randy said, get some of our people who are signed with Israel back, back on our side type thing. But what's, what's the worth if you're losing what a million people, thousand people, 2000 people in the process. What's the goal? Like, what, what did you think? It's like just forecasting. What are we going to win by this? I mean, I think they lost the northern Gaza Strip. That part, I think, once Israel's in there, they're not leaving now. I don't think it's no, a... No, the ground invasion. There's a whole other game now, man. They're, to give a whole population, they're cutting internet tomorrow. They're telling a million people to get out of a certain area. That The, the goal is to obliterate it or take it over. It's the end you, of it. Right? You're giving them reason now, and you got support from the U.S. publicly. Which... Go ahead. The other weird thing for me, man, and I can't help it. I, I can't help but look at this from a sixth lens. Like, I always have to internalize things from, in ways that make sense to my history and, and, like, me, right? So I look at this um, as Afghanistan, six in Afghanistan, when they got, uh, you know, just a couple of years ago, they were getting butchered by Taliban, right? Even last, just last year. So there's always been this push to get six out of Afghanistan. And it's not to send them to the bordering Uzbekistan, uh, you know, or Pakistan or somewhere else. It's get them to India, get them to UK, get them to Canada. We're leapfrogging them to their community, the biggest bases of their community, not to their neighboring countries, right? So in the same sense, Gaza is, you know, um, bordered by Egypt and Israel. Um and there's all these other countries around us that could take this influx of people. People who actually want to leave and go to safety. If there is that concern, like, you know, I just want to get my family and my kids out of here. Maybe, like, just the dude of the family goes back and fights and sticks his ground. Maybe his eldest kid does too. But the generally women and children out of there, then why isn't there a push? Why isn't there a push for that? Why isn't the international community saying, all right, like, you know, Let's just document your Palestinian papers and we'll get you refugee status in Yemen or Jordan or Egypt. Why is there no pressure on these countries internally? It, it, I don't understand how that doesn't happen. I can't that that, but Syria wasn't the Syria the same issue? People were trying to get to Syria. It was in the neighboring country. Turkey, right? But they're getting Turkey like crazy. They're crossing no, the border. Yeah, Turkey, but they're, but they're Turkey going, shut... going onwards. But there was no open borders in the Middle East saying, we'll take the people of Syria. Those countries don't, they don't look at them like, you know, they look at them like completely different. There's no this um, welcome, like all those surrounding countries in the Middle East can make a home or take refugees or provide aid, but they don't. Yeah, it, it's, not like, it's not like, you know, but the same thing with us. It's not like six from Afghanistan are coming home. There's no home. They don't have any connection to Punjab or India yeah. or Canada or, or UK. They're just going somewhere that's safe and where they, where they could, you know, start their lives over. And yeah. there's some community, some connection, some community there, right? But they're not ethnically from there. They're not ethnically from India. Mm. Yeah, so why can't far the same apart. thing happen? Why can't the same thing happen? Why do they have to die in Afghanistan? They don't have to. Mm. Yeah, no, I didn't understand that part. One thing that I kind of uh, was thinking about, though, is Israel, and I was reading this post by an, a Palestinian who now lives in Israel. He calls himself an Israel, a Palestinian, or an Israel, Israeli in Palestine, whatever the connotation was, right? But, I'm a pal but he's kind of like, listen, after this attack, I felt like threatened because he's like, Hamas would have killed me too. It's not like they'd be like, oh, you're a Palestinian, you're good. They'd have been like, well, you're in Israel, you're the enemy. And they're like, 
there is this distinction between there isn't like you can't be a Palestinian it seems and live in Israel and still be welcomed back like you're kind of seen as a traitor at that point it felt like waiting mm. some of these posts do you think that's kind of wild <laughs> like how would that be from your sick lens like is that the same thing as when six are like we don't want Kalas and I'm I'm Indian well let's 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 define what Hamas did I mean do you when do you call it terrorism and when do you call it freedom fighting I mean when you kill innocent when people you when you go to soft targets you call it terrorism I yeah, it's, it's, yeah. right yeah so yeah. It, it, for me if if that was happening I everyone's threatened right they're 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 radical they're not thinking straight they're not honestly if you if you can come up with the concoction of paragliders going into a music festival I mean that's stuff out of a video game right your your level of evil is beyond humanity you are not even just going to like a settler village yeah, you're not. I I can't stand the idea of settlers. I I mm. talk to my friends. I debate, you know, who have a stake in this whole debate. I debate with them all the time. Like your settler shit is too crazy. Why provoke people that are already pissed? Anyways, uh, and downtrodden, right? But you said something yeah. interesting but, uh, right there. You said you use the word soft target, um, I, and you meant to just use it as a you know people who aren't militarily engaged. But what about the whole thing about you know did Israel let this happen so that they were justified in having a response because more and more stuff's coming out that Israel had had it on good intelligence that something was brewing. Yeah, and it really helps the president uh, Netanyahu because he was about to get uh, slapped up with some charges, and he could have been, you know, he could lose power because there was uh, a corruption charge that could take him out. And I heard you present that in favor. That's a that's a two pronged thing, right? One, there's letting it happen. There's one actually coming up with the plan and trying to attempt it, regardless if it's successful or not. There's two different things, right? So yeah, we can we can look and say, oh, well, their security logs, they kind of let it and the conspiracy theories go. But someone still came up with a plan, got on a paraglider, and proceeded. Like, you can't ignore that. It doesn't matter who came. There's somebody who thought that was a good idea. They right? just lost a bunch of rockets at Tel Aviv today, too. Like, it's not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing that I don't understand from Hamas's end. Your rockets aren't working. It's costing uh, Israel money, I guess, to counter them with... Uh, your Iron Dome ship, but you, these rockets, they're probably spending more effort and more energy making and shooting these rockets than they really have to afford. Where are they getting the rockets from? They're making Lebanon them. Or? No, no, they're making them. There's, uh, they're making them? They're no, they ma can't make every single part. They're getting some parts. They're importing parts. They're grabbing their old plumbing, uh, metal copper pipes. They're, they're water very pipes. water pipes. They're right? like, water pipes, yeah. They're, and they're wow, using like construction. So they're very homemade rockets. They're really horrible rockets. They're not like... Uh, advanced. Oh, someone was. Someone has to be smart to make a rocket. I mean, no, no. it's not a. I mean, they're literally know. just trying to get something that goes in the air and comes down on the other side of the wall. They're very indiscriminate. There's no honing systems on this. There's not no targets. Yeah, targets, right? They're just, they're just they're they're slingshotting. Yeah, they're, they're slingshotting over. Yeah. It's the equivalent of throwing rocks over a wall. Is what they're doing. Um, and Israel has a you know the Iron Dome is amazing. It counters all the shit midair. It's pretty great. I hope Canada. I know we had like the NATO has one over Canada from the US. Uh, I forget. We had a cool name too, but watch. I was sitting on YouTube watching this live feed. Just it's, it looks crazy. It, it looks it's, crazy it's like fireworks going off. Yeah. They put like heavy like music to it. And it's just like a live feed of the Iron Dome going at it with this music playing over. I'm like, this is a wild friggin' situation. But. To that end, it's just kind of like, what is Hamas gaining by throwing these rockets? They're putting a lot of manpower, a lot of things. They're only making it more justifiable to try and hunt them down and, you know, stop them. Has anyone, has but, anyone from the other side, from uh, the Palestinian, I don't know, I'm not going to call it the Hamas side, but just the Palestinian side said, like, try to have some peace talks and just, like, stop? Or is it just... The elected party can't have peace, like, they're going to, the elected officials have to have the peace talks and if yeah. the elected positions oh, Hamas, yeah. <laughs> party stances that you have to go away for us to have peace and that's not a good starting point so is there is there is, there's no other way right it just sucks it's like an open-air prison and you got these people caught in between right so and if these if they were real leaders they would they would try to at least get the innocent at least get the kids that was it 50 percent or children there's some stat yeah yeah, yeah it's like 50 percent uh you know i i know i've heard of justifications well they built a base under a hospital and they do this and they do that 
but still kids, man. I I know uh, I know Canadians who have um, volunteered and done like a training tour with IDF, and yeah, man, they they swear by it. They're like, dude, like we've seen this shit. They'll literally like, and and these are people like not random. I know them to be you know good people. Uh, I believe them. Uh, they'll say, look, there's weapons in schools and and in in basements of hospitals, like. And it's, it's, it's like a proud thing to be used as a human shield, like you're doing your part, you know, in the, in the good fight. So, I mean, uh, from a, a power that is trying to look, at least on the surface, look like they're not trying to do the wrong thing and uh, hate collateral damage, like, it's tough, man. It's tough for them to do. There's a, it's a no-win situation. Any any step or zero will take will always incur collateral damage and always be made to look like the bad guys. I'm not saying they're not. I'm not saying that they are. At least one side, I will say, is trying to deny that they're outright attacking civilians and children and saying it happens, but it happens by accident. And the other side's like, uh, they deserve it. There is a PR thing, like you said, but at the same time, when one of the ministers goes to a place where a bunch of Palestinians died and like starts pissing there, he just didn't need yeah. a washroom break, right? That was very intentional. Um, when you see Palestinians digging up the friggin' homes and, like, you know, these guys were told to go to the south. This is a video I saw today where they're like, these guys were taking the same road that the Pal- or IDF told them. This is a safe road to take. We want you to exit northern Gaza using this road. And then they bombed the hell out of them. And they're like, yeah, 60 people dead on this bombing that they dropped on the road that they told them to take. You know, there's... Definite, definite malicious intent there. There's no denying yeah, some of that yeah. stuff, right? When they're bombing and hitting uh, the paramedics, that's mm. that's intentional. When there's when a when a journalist's house of a journalist who's on a live stream just shitting on what the IDF is doing gets hit by a rant. Like I don't buy that IDF is just randomly bombing some of these people. I think they know which who their targets are and they're able to target them with their missiles it's not as indiscriminate as Hamas's that there is malicious intent and i don't think the fact that the north america the western society is giving them like this green light and saying go ahead do what you got to do we'll turn the other way it's kind of wild meanwhile we're yeah, shitting on russia yeah, and doing the same thing to ukraine like where is well, i mean they've, they've i mean by, by by saying it's just about terrorism and not making that whole situation about that it's the green light to go and eliminate hamas Nobody cares about the political and who's voted in. They don't care. It's all of Hamas is terrorists now, right? So, which which side in the Western world is going to stand with? No one with Hamas. No one, right? You're not no, gonna I, that. and so I don't now, think we're even simple sympathizing with Hamas. Hamas is pretty yeah, fucked yeah. up, what, right? What I'm, what I'm trying to say is like the the mind, the basically the, the structuring of the situation for at least Israel is they have a green light to eradicate them. Yeah, you can, right? You can't eradicate something that is so deep rooted in a community because look, they got voted in. It's not like yeah, but they, they can now but they can bomb and then there's nothing left. Here's where like if they just if they go at the rate, imagine they just go and say, "Man, we're just gonna destroy it all." They tried that in Afghanistan, man. They couldn't eradicate Taliban after like a not decade. The same type of people, man. It's a different type of people, I think, right? Afghanistan is one of the, like, if you look at the history, how many people have actually gone in and actually been successful? One in our history. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so that's it. So, uh, if, if, you, if know. you know, it's so, it's interesting that you bring that example up uh, of the Sikh Raj. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I found myself over the last few days really thinking about comparables. And I'm not trying to pretend like I'm a historian, but I'm, I, fuck it, who cares? I'm going to take a stab at it. So... I mean, look, uh, the justification for going that far before the Raj, right, to going that far into, like, Afghanistan was like, look, every single invader that attacked us came through here. We're just safeguarding ourselves, okay? So we got to occupy this land. We have this rosy picture of it was like a couple of armies fighting and his battle went, no, there was uh, some plunder. There was some... Death and destruction, villages raised, cities raised the whole way. It wasn't peachy. Uh, it wasn't, uh, you know. Um, we, were, we were tyrants. <laughs> it's like, where thought, are we like, though? The, the was, Do we have any? Was. Come on. I mean, like the, are, are we expanding and extrapolating there or are we just 
I don't no, know if no, there's so evidence so this, 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 this is how I get to that point. I take 60% of what historians on our side wrote. Mm. I average that with 60% of what the historians on the other side wrote, mix it together. Like, they made us look like barbarians, and our side made us look like heroic warriors, doing the, you know, art of UN, war. UN peacekeepers. Yeah, 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 You know, only went this far as it provoked. So you mash that together, and then you come out with, like, all right, you there's, know. There's no beauty in war, right? Yeah. War is ugly. There was civilian auto damage. The only thing that, like, both sides generally, like, there didn't seem to be any, like... Oh, like widespread rape or something like no one, yeah, nothing yeah, like that. Right. It was actually illegal, from my understanding, in in the Khalas army that even to like be with someone who's not a Sikh. It was like, let's say being with like a dude at the time. It was like you'd be shunned and kicked out. Um, but he, but think about even how the Sikh emperor was originally formed with the missiles and them fighting. Yeah, and, it's straight and, and, fighting. And, like it's straight, like it's straight gang warfare, right? Like nothing's pretty well, about that. It's not really cool, like you said. No, it's, 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 you know. The point I was trying to make is they had a, a bloody trip to Afghanistan to safeguard their kingdom and they occupied the area for a long time. The point of it was not to be conquered, but the point of it was to have some uh, foundation in an area where we were living in forest and jungle and being slaughtered for many, you know, hundred like a hundred years, a couple hundred years. So finally, in order to make sure that doesn't happen, they had to occupy beyond their borders and, and stop invaders at the, at, you know, at the helm. So similarly, like, is there not an argument there that Israel in, in a, a bunch of Jews in a place where they're not welcome, but it's their historical origin, like spot, um, have to have a heavy hand uh, to make sure that past, I don't know, massacres don't repeat themselves. I agree with you. I think, you know, I think Israel has a right to defend itself. I've never totally bought into the settler call, uh, you know, the settler whole, the settler debate. I think in the world's history, everyone at some point was a settler. And how long do you have to occupy something or a piece of land before you're, you know, you're the settled? It's you're the settler until someone else comes in. And the only way they do it is by force. Every the Ottoman Empire, the Roman Empire, like how far back in history do you go to say, "Hey, this is our native land"? To like Jerusalem, the Jews are saying, "Hey, this was our native land before we got run out of here in these other wars." And now we're just kind of, you know, the British let them back in, and they're trying to reseed it, I guess. But at the at the end, like, where is this whole settler colonizer thing go? Well, I mean, and- we're as humans, we're nomadic. There's no lines from when you look from above in earth, there's no land attribute to one person. Like it's, it's, this is all made up by men, right? This is, is uh, this is something that we use uh, to say, well, this is our land. You can't really take claim, can you? Uh, if you look but at I, like, all, if you look at the context of all of history, who's really held something for 3,000 years? Like, is not, it really like first dibs? I, got, I had dibs on this and now you kind of came and. I don't know. I feel like our entire history of humanity is, you know, the strongest came, plundered, took, set up shops. Like, yeah, I think it's, 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 the, their... it's, the, it's the added facet of religion that screws this one up. That and that's and that's what it is. It's, it's the religious backing, right? But it's yeah. weird because all three religions have the same origin point with like uh, no, all Abrahamic stuff. The, I mean, the origin is for ethnic Palestinians. Yeah. Irrespective of religion, mm. ethnic Palestinians are the only ones who can say for sure that they're, they're, that's their origin. That's them first. But then when you add the layer of religion, well, of the three religions that lay stake to that place, I mean, the Jews were there first. Right? Uh, out of the three religions. So they were there first, and then uh, Christians, I guess. And then Islam, or I got the two mixed up, but I know. Yeah, let's go back. They've they've had tons of wars, and people, they've they've, King of Jerusalem, Saladin. There's been a lot of history back. Yeah, right. (laughs) What does that mean to you? Nothing. Everything. (laughs) Yeah, no. I I think they're fight, but it's the religious basis that causes all the the conflict. I I think Hamas. Centers itself more as an Islamic party than any of the other 
parties did mm. where they were a little bit a lot more secular i guess in their approach and here's the thing about hamas where as much as i want to condemn them i can understand why and how a people would find strength in a party like hamas because you're getting your shit kicked you're getting bombed you have relatives that are getting killed you want a party that says hey we want to fight back they they give you a little bit of spirit they help you know if a party says, hey, we want to learn to coexist with them and there's not going to be any fighting, that sounds like the that is the right approach in terms of longevity. But if you just had your parents killed, you've been living in this really shitty thing scenario and you've been like kind of groomed in a way to think that these guys are monsters just based on everyone around you, you want the party that kind of speaks to that, no? So it, in that end, it makes sense to me as to why a party like Hamas gains strength. Because I've seen it within just people, right? You want to be around the guy who says, hey, fuck that. We're going to fight back. Yeah, and... but then is there any accountability about like, hey, you know, go for military targets. Don't go for women and children. Unarmed people. Like Robbie said earlier, you dehumanize the other person mm. to the point where it's not, it's like no different than killing an animal that's invading your property. It's like, yeah, right. yeah, but they're less than human, so we justify. You know, Palestinians, and, you watch these interviews, and, they feel the same way about some of the, like, and maybe these interviews I'm watching are propaganda, propagandized or, you know, they're not fair descriptions. But I've seen, I feel like I've seen enough to think that the average Palestinian hmm. doesn't think the average Israeli is a good human being. It's so tough to share anything in this conflict, like on the socials, because in five minutes, it's like, oh, disinformation, no, no. disinformation. So, so this is where I want to say that I have some is this isn't my first exposure to this. I've been, you know, constantly kind of like this isn't the first time in our life, adult lifetime that they've been at war. I remember back in 2003, they were at war. And now that's when I started watching all these different documentaries on it just because of sheer ignorance and curiosity. Right. And now that the same thing's kind of still going on, you're like, well, I feel like all that stuff still kind of stands. The only thing that seems different today is the Israeli government in charge today is a really hardline right conservative uh, government know, in, in, yeah. in Israel who, mm, you yeah. know, who kind of has that, you know what? Fuck the people who want to fuck with us. We're going to, you know, strong arm anyone. And it seems like a lot of Israelis aren't really down with the current government's approach. So I was watching that even after these attack backs, a lot of Israelis are just like, yo, this government really escalated things by their uh, response. Uh, not even the response before. Rhetoric. rhetoric. The yeah. rhetoric they had going in that was going on for the last few years against Gaza and against um, the middle I mean, like, Palestinians. I think when, when, when we grew up, we always heard about Yasser Arafat on the PLO and like that was, that's what I kind of grew up in the Clinton years and so on and so forth. And that's when you thought it was at its height. And then it, for me, at least it just kind of tapered out. Um, now and I just thought it was like, I was like oh, yeah, you know, there, there's suicide bombings, a little bit of indiscretions on one side, but yeah, that's always going to be the case. I never thought like, this is like, this is new, right? This is a, this is a different beast and different animal. And I think that's why I think Israel is using it as a, as a, as a green light to go in. I, I think, I think they're, I think Hamas will look back and say, oh shit. We did not expect that. No, I, I generally think that. I do not have thought they expected a whole invasion, a ground invasion. Was it 700,000? It'd be, it, no, 300,000, but it'd be, 300, it's a heavy loss scenario for, like, Israel, right? To go into urban center with your army, they're going to be destroyed. I feel like as soon as I heard the news on Saturday, I was like, they're going to get bombed to oblivion. There's no way me, little old me, the guy who plays friggin' video games in his free time, would have a higher level of understanding of what the response from Israel is going to be. There is no way, like, I won't, I can't even give Hamas the benefit of the doubt in this. They, what, what's happening now is something that they knew was going to happen. There is something at play where they said, when this happens, we can maybe, and maybe it's, we can call out the West's hypocrisy for, hey, you did, you let them commit this genocide. You let them do this. You let them go against the same rules you say you play by. Russia is... Well, now you have, you know, Russia's at war with Ukraine and Russia's constantly getting their the finger wagged at them over, hey, you're not playing by the rules. You're not playing by the rules, Russia. You're not playing by these arbitrary rules of war. And now Russia is going to be like, hey, what about them rules? And now there's other countries 
who were sidelined during the Russia-Ukraine war, who are watching this saying, hey, you guys really are not playing by those same rules that you keep preaching. We should we should entrust you and your little coalition of uh, merry men on the on the you know that west side over there. Maybe we do need to take our things into more consideration. Of let's you know like southern all the African countries who were just minding their own business, saying, "Look, we really can't cozy up with the west." Um, I just feel like there's a lot of other things at play that. Hamas has taken into consideration that might benefit them in this. And uh, Hamas, and, uh, and no if they're going to be able to give a bloody a bloody eye or bloody nose to Hamas, no matter it's their PR, like you guys said, they're not looking innocent. No, no. They're not doing a good job of no, it, right? Like, you know that. You know that's what I'm trying I, to say. I like I get, I get that point, but they're not. No one thinks they're innocent right now, and no one thinks they're they're not going to get that uh, sympathy. Like you guys said, you have no sympathy for them. Well, it's hard. You know, it's hard to like counter that. You know when. People in London are putting up posters of dead Israelis, and you have Palestinian supporting women going around pulling those posters down. And there might be context that we're missing, and maybe there's a lot of propaganda that's being spilled about what's happening and what we're seeing back, which is a whole different beast of a. Well, wasn't it? Sorry, did you guys hear about France? I what leader? What leader it was? And he, he announced today, Friday, was supposed to be the. Yeah, the, Ham- you know, the Hamas, leader of Hamas, yeah. the day of jihad. Leader of Hamas goes go attack people, and there's people in China got Hold stabbed up. in France. I, know, I, I just no, read no. the headlines, I didn't read no, into no. it, but I'm just... I was reading different I'm things, like, and they're like, is, is he saying to attack them, or is he take, telling people to protest and raise your voice? Jihad can be interpreted in many ways. Um, I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure when you announce that to the world and what the Western world, you're talking about entertaining the Western world, jihad is... They know what it means, right? So... My point is they're not doing it, like you said, it's a bad PR job. If that's their intention to raise awareness and say, hey, guys, we're actually the innocent. Right? You know the, the PR failed? Well, you know, who's who's guiding them on this? You know part of the PR failed when police in Toronto are adding extra security to synagogues and Jewish schools saying, hey, we're going to make sure. And when people are telling their friends, hey, today might be a day you want to work from home. You know, I don't know if you need to take the subway today. Um, yeah. And one of the things that's been interesting is, so like Paris, France, they outlawed Palestinian protests. They said no more, you, there is not going to be any more large gatherings. And, and Toronto shut it down too, didn't it? Toronto didn't, uh, they didn't shut it down, but they didn't uh, sign off on it. Like it wasn't a legal protest, which is a whole odd thing about legal protests versus illegal protests. We're so soft in Toronto. No, that's normal in most cities. Yeah, like London had a big Palestinian protest and people are saying now London should crack down on these pro-Hamas. And that's another thing, right? The one side saying, hey, they're not pro-Palestinian protest by virtue and by them even celebrating anything. It's a pro-Hamas protest. It's, uh, I feel like it's no, there's no win. There's no win. There's no win. But think about this. Now, now you have these Western pockets of people who are really getting, feeling like, hey, these guys are going up against their people. And now the media is trying to kind of, or not the media, but the propaganda, whatever you want to call it, is saying, hey, be careful. As someone who's not involved, do I feel a little scared? Do I feel, hey, yeah, I could probably be a target in anything that's non-discriminate, even though I don't leave my house. Can Is there like something more to this that, you know, could this boil over and become my problem, even if it's, it's supposed to be down across the ocean like, yeah yeah i mean look uh 9-11 changed our life we couldn't really go to the states the same way travel changed like it impacted us um there's no saying why this the fallout from this couldn't impact the world either it's gonna make the world an even more tougher place to be in um you know we're all feeling it on our wallets with the war with uh Russia and Ukraine is, um, you know, where, how that's headed. Who knows what the impact of this is going to be as well. Um, so there'll be many impacts. And, and not to minimize, like, I, I saw this chart of, like, what 1,000 dead Israelis means in, in other world's context. That's 33,000 in the States or 4,000 Canadians, right? Like, that's the equivalent. So it's a big deal for them. They're going to mark this day in their calendar. It's going to be, like, one of those hollowed massacre dates that they're going to think about for a time so what 
that looks like all over the world, how that reshapes the map, uh, alignments of allies, uh, of strategic partnerships, that's going to change shit a lot, man. Like, it's a huge fucking deal. You know when you say changing a maps, one thing that I've kind of always found a little strange is every time a conflict between Israel and Palestine has taken place, Palestine keeps losing a little bit more and more of their land. Like, that map keeps shrinking. But at some point, you probably... Uh, and I'm... Again, this is... You're not going to have, like... It's... At some point, you're like, Man, we're, yeah, we're not... This is... This strategy that hasn't really been panning out for us. No? I, like, just yeah, think, I, just, I think this time, they're just not going to have much left. Even if they have land, there's not going to be much left. Right? Yeah. How do you rebuild? You've been blocked off on all four sides. Right? Humanitarian aid cut. does, yeah, and humanitarian aid is very slow cut. as they're it was. Like, no, we're not, they're like, we're not going to give it back to you. What do you, what do you do? How do you rebuild? Right? Yeah. yeah. This, like, this is a whole nother, like, they're like, if they, like, ground invasion, come on, this isn't, this is a, it's a different beast. You guys are really confident about this ground invasion being, like, so successful. Yeah. I don't know why. No, so oh, I oh give them more reason to go in. Go give them more reason to bomb the hell out of. If they, when they go in what do you how do you think israel is going to response air force is going to come they're going to go all full force they're like we're under attack we're at war it's a justification of war right it's a game right they used that terrorist attack to go in now if they take their army and they get they get losses say see we're at war hold on renji renji you don't you think you know the palace hamas you think they have a chance do i think that the people who are famous for making tunnels all over their city and are expecting an army to come into their city when they launch the attack if they're gonna be ready for the israeli army to come in yeah with their tunnels and shit well yeah. when you freaking say it like that that's just condescending all right <laughs> on top of urban warfare man do you know how hard it is like following the russian ukraine shit you know as soon as they get to cities it's a fucking stalemate no side can move further. Yeah, All right, I so forgot I was freaking talking to Mr. Risk here. This guy has a freaking schematics of freaking uh, Gaza on the Dude, wall behind him. How many, how, many, how many million people are we talking about where they're invading? Is it a million? It's two million in all of Gaza. A million are kids? million are it's kids. Million are kids. So you get half. Maybe half of those are women and uh, older women, so older senior citizens. So you got 250. I like how you're doing the math here. I'm just doing the math, right? I'm like, you got a whole army that's and tanks and everything else going. I'm not doubting that they're not going to fight back, but do you not think that's what Israel wants? Like, I feel like Israel want wants. This. I don't think they're going in they ignorant. Want this. Like, they're like, yeah, we're going to go in. You're going to attack us. You just justified our reason even more. Yeah. See, they're not evacuating. We warned them, and they're fighting back. They're trying to kill us. Yeah, it's an evacuation in, in name. It's not an actual evacuation. I like, but it's a justification when someone picks up an arms and shoots at your military. Oh, look, see, they're at war. But, like, the way I've been, the videos I've seen, they're not just going in with, like, tanks or whatever. They're going in with uh, bulldozers. They're literally, like, just, they want it rubble. They want to flatten the entire city so they can see nothing. They want to green belt this motherfucker. Yeah, they, they really <laughs> want to friggin' clear this out so they can build nice condos <laughs> there in... You know, another next 20 years and say, hey, we took over. We rebuilt. They're, these are prime locations right on the ocean. Check it out. It reminds me of this. Um, it, it's actually a myth. I think historians have dispelled it. But, uh, you know, there's a famous wars. I think it's the Punic Wars between the Roman Romans and Carthage. And they, I think, three three of them. And the last war, the, the, the it's a myth. It's been proven a myth that the Romans went into the city of Carthage, flattened it, and put salt everywhere. Something would ever grow again. It was that much hatred. Uh, and it's always been this rumor, and historians have dispelled it. But basically, that whole city got wiped out of history. Even, even Sirhan, right? Like, after, uh, you know, the Shorty Sajjad, they were, were killed there. It was like years later, Banda Singh Mahadur went back and raised the city to the ground. People famously say that they didn't leave a brick intact. Like, that's that's a point of pride. Um, it's, it's, it's erasing people from history, yeah. But scorched yeah. warfare is a legit thing. Like, it's something you do if you want to you wanna block off people from Reese coming in. You make the entire place unhabitable. Like, it's... I feel like I believe that it exists. They're going to mm. make it so that even if you know, the people who did flee to the south come back. There's nothing to come back to. 
hey, my house was there. Well, no, it's not. Where was it? And, and, and the justification that we had for Sirhan was the people of the city watched as a massacre of two kids happened, right? Yeah. And that was it. And that's it. I know we, we, it's a celebrated point in our history. Yeah. And now we're the ones who are like, you had a thousand people die in a brutal way, but take no. the high road. Like, we, we aren't people to say that. No. We are not the right people to say that. So I acknowledge that world war in general is nasty. There is no just, I'm not saying there's no just war. There's no clean war. People, there's so much collateral in war that it's nasty. There's a nasty business. War. It's violence. War ends. War ends, no one wins. Yeah. yeah. You know, really wins. Yeah. There, war is like the epitome of violence. How much violence can I, you know, put on you mm. to make you tap and make you not want to come back at me? It's whoever can instill, inflict the most amount of violence on the other. That is war. There isn't, uh, we took out your military targets and now you can't rebuild and there go you. I mean, lately they try to make war more of a financial thing of, well, now you can't afford to rebuild, so there go you lose. But actual war is you know, de demoralize, break the, break the soul of the people, whichever way you can. And it's a nasty thing. Mm -hmm. There is no clean wars. Um, but one thing that's crazy about this war is the timing that it, like in 2023, the way we consume war and the way we consume information is social media. How can we believe a thing that comes out? Everything that gets posted in the morning is disproven at night. Here's a picture of a baby being burnt. Hey, the AI app said no. Hey, the president said he heard, he acknowledges that it's true. Oh no, he doesn't. He heard it from a friend on in a WhatsApp group that the president's in. We don't know <laughs> if it's true. Oh, Israel president said it's true again. Oh, but he's his sources, that same original source that was wrong. Where's like, and everyone's up in arms and retweeting and pushing it and calling the other person anti-Semitic and you didn't believe us. It's fine. It's like, what is truth right now? Mm. How much do you yeah, believe? It's hard, it's hard to tell actually in this age. Uh, now I'm scared of like posting or sharing anything. You have two minutes. I find that part of the world is so interesting. How far do you think it is to drive from Jerusalem to Damascus, Syria? I don't know. You just Google mapped it. Yeah, I just decided, I just wanted to see the size of Israel. How far do you think that drive is to drive from Jerusalem right to Damascus? So you're you're going through, I think, Jordan, and then you're getting into even driving half of Lebanon on the side of it. Not no traffic? Lebanon, but close enough. No traffic. traffic. How far do, how Two far hours? Do you think? It's, it's, four, it's four hours. It's from here to Ottawa, boys. <laughs> like, all that conflict... Well, the Gaza Syria, Strip... It's all in that... It's crazy, right? Like, when, you, when you think of how close everything is. But, like, the Gaza Strip, landmass-wise, is less than the GTA. Let's see. Yeah, I was looking at five miles wide and 25 miles long, something like that. Yeah, it's, like, this weird sliver. Like, they were showing just Gaza where they're so trying to evacuate. Is this... From, from, yeah, from the border to, the, like, the ocean on some parts, it's less than 5K. Yeah. It's about 5K. It's uh, five K. Okay, five K. Okay, that, yeah, that's that's yeah. It's no, a very it's a small piece of land. The yeah, and a lot of death. It's like one of the most densely populated places in the world. It's yeah, they, they say more densely populated than like London, Toronto, all these places. What do you think is really going on though with like? You're gonna hit someone, right? You know, now you're throwing rockets in any direction. You're gonna hit like hurt a lot of people. I saw this thing where they said. In the Asian, in Asia, in Europe to a degree, in India especially is apparent, is no one trusts the politicians and no one trusts the media. There's zero trust. Whatever they say, they take with like a grain of salt for the most part. They're just, it's more entertainment there overall. Which but in the West, no, this is, just, it was a general statement that in that part of the world, the Eastern part of the world, people have, mm. the trust for media and the politicians is so low that no one's ever really bought into them. But in the right. West, for the last so many years, we've ha held a certain amount of faith for our media. If, you know, it's published in the newspaper. There's a certain amount of truth that we expect there to be with it. If a politician says it, we expect them to have vetted something to a certain amount of degree of truth to it. But I feel like since Trump, the West is now kind of, oh shit. Huh. The media, yeah, you guys make up some shit from now on. 
from time to time. You guys are, aren't the most trustworthy. You politicians? Don't eh, we don't really trust There's the things no, you say uh, sometimes. Do you really think media is different? I mean, I think the world's open now with the internet and news horses coming from every different direction. It's I, think click, it's it's I think it's clickbaity. I think it's more yeah, clickbaity now than it was. Who's, who's, who's really reporting? You know, who, who do you trust? What's your what's your trusted news source? Every you say one news agency, there's ten people jumping on you. Oh, that's fake news. Blah blah blah. But there's a couple of international brands you kind of trust and say, all right, the plus minus on these guys that they can nail it is pretty pretty good. But they also have their is like it, hey, misses, is, right? Is like the BBC, BBC. No, the Reuters, do they just give you the news, but they give you no context, right? That's the guys I like. This is what <laughs> happened today. Yeah. Here's right, a fax cool. model that I'm we got. Opinion. I just want to know what happened. All right, cool. Right. I think they big at Bosnia use the word died versus killed versus murdered, but like, mm. yeah. But generally, yeah, you're right. They just simply state what happened. But then you realize yeah. that there's this whole thing of what words you use helps convey the story or the way you interpret the story, which is kind of stuff that I just never grew up thinking about, but it's pretty messed. More than anything, they it's just it. like, what can you believe? Like, if all these stories are coming in, it's like, ah, is this real? I kind of believe that the Palestinians are less sophisticated in their propaganda than uh, Israel is, where I think the Israeli prop propaganda is a lot more prevalent. Oh, 100%. Mm. 100%. My WhatsApp is being blown up by like my, my Jewish friends will send me stuff that I've already seen 10 times, but they will still send it. Like nonstop, but you know, I feel like we learned a lot from that community when shit happens to us too. Yeah, and you know, so did uh, so did India when they send their soldiers and people to Israel to get trained to fight us. Yeah, yeah, that too. But what do you think? Uh, like the Palestinian response has been—I don't know, man. This is so, so fucking polarizing. It's actually like it's charged. You can feel. The fucking emotions everywhere. People are too amped about this. Well, not too. It's it's a big deal, but people are extremely amped about this. They should uh, be. I mean, if it's your people, yeah, I feel like it's inevitable for you to feel amped about it. Um, It'll like, pass. But it's celebrities too. Like they'll post shit, delete shit, take different How? sides. It's so funny. What, what's with the council culture? That's hilarious, right? Like it's crazy. Like you, someone supports Palestine or innocent. It's a street council. Right, yeah, so. I feel like there is one side, and people have joked about this to that point where it's kind of like, was what Kyrie Irving said not true? Was what you know Kanye West said not true? Where all of a sudden, if you're taking a stance against Israel, you're fucked. You're done, bud. You're you got to issue an apology. The other way around too. I mean, uh, the Kardashians, some of them posted some pro-Israel shit and had to delete it right away. Well, mm -hmm. you had dumbasses like Justin Bieber saying, pray for Israel with a picture of Gaza Strip being bombed in the background. <laughs> you know, there's a level of, you motherfuckers really need to say anything if you're going to. That's the point. What makes, what makes them think they need to say anything? They don't need to say anything. Right? Their sponsor. I think they're, I don't think, I think they have people upstairs telling them, hey, make sure you put the statement out. Well, wasn't Ford going crazy with his post? Dougie, the Douglas? Buddy, Ford was... Every three, every, every three hours, just support, support, support. He was going to introduce a bill saying Ontario is 100% supporting uh, Israel. Not just a statement. He wanted to like introduce some sort of bill or something that I saw. And I was like, this seems like a little bit much. Yeah, but what does that do, right? Like, that's the, you know... It just... It, you know what it does? It makes your donors Andy. feel uh, yeah. feel loved and respected and seen and... It's, I mean, wouldn't we want the same thing? So I don't. We do don't want the same thing. Yeah, Our community we has. Thing. We've wanted it, and the most we ever got was, "Hey, India Rihanna. did." No, yeah, we got Rihanna, <laughs> but we also got, uh, "Hey, they did come and murder your people in our country." Yeah, we're gonna try and hold them accountable. That shit's gone. No one's thinking about that for a while. No now. one's even talking about that anymore. That's gone. Even Russia, Ukraine yeah. passed. Everything passed. Remember after Russia, Ukraine, two weeks later, like. We kind of forgot about it. It was only Ranjit really paying attention. I still pay attention to that. <laughs> Yo, real question is, you during the Russia-Ukraine thing, you talked about Snapchat and doing geo filters to see what's going on. Are you doing that in this thing too? Or is your Snapchat buzzing? Or is it uh, blocked? Or So 
And when I got into all this shit around that time, now I have these like telegram feeds where I don't even need to do that shit, man. People are doing it. People are doing it. Yeah. You're sadistic, man. I was, I was, I mentioned this. I stopped watching it. I turned it off, man. I, like all the kids and stuff. I, I can't see it. I can't see Gorlick. No, no. uh, I can't, I can't even watch like child animals being eaten by lions anymore. No, I can watch Child yeah, Animals. Yeah. I can't handle that. Uh, no, I can't handle it. There was a video of a Palestine a Palestinian kid. He's there crying. They're trying to attend to him, but his mom mom's corpse is right in front of him. And he's like, like that. I was like, man, like yeah. why, why are people even post? Like, I get why they're posting it, but it's just crazy how we can digest that and people still be think things are justified that this is like that's what i mean like it's you know the, what's messed up like about we said no they, 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 we don't think they don't think each other are human that's they, that's the end of it they don't you but know? another thing is before it to see stuff like this we had to really dig to the you know the benign parts of the internet to get this kind of footage the live remember the, that? The, yeah, faces of death live yeah. leak whatever faces of death or these sites now it's like front page twitter like you don't even ask for it in twitter it's like hey you things you might be interested in and it's just like no, sir, I was not keen on watching so imagine, this video. Like, imagine what's doing this the psychology of the people that are okay watching it. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a desensitization going yeah. on right now, man. Yeah, yeah. Guys you, watching the Ukraine war videos. <laughs> and I feel like Elon really fucked shit up by getting changing the blue uh, checkmark rules. Because I really, when I see a blue checkmark, I still kind of have this sense of trust. And I'm like, who is this yeah, dumbass yeah. with 10 followers yeah, I mean, posting? Whereas before, it was like, all right, he's probably someone I need to, like, think might be sharing something. You think, the world, you think the world's kind of tired of Elon? Like, I don't even care what he says anymore. I'm like, I don't even give a shit. Like, it's like, yeah, whatever, man. I have a love-hate relationship with Elon because today I was thinking, I'm like, I was reading what the ADF, the Anti-Defamation League, they're a very pro-Israel organization. And yeah. Elon accused them of calling him an anti-Semite and discouraging advertisers from his platform they said they had no hand in it they have no power in doing such things and today i was reading i was watching this uh thing where the youtube ceo said we're going to be adopting the adf's uh things advertising companies big, you know google youtube they're big advertising companies at, at the end of the day we see them as something mm. else but they court a lot of advertising money and then i was like in my head was making this ADF connection where they're like, Hey, keep advertising with us. We'll keep, you know, filtering out whatever you want us to filter out. And they made a point of saying, Hey, we're getting rid of a lot of these pro Hamas accounts off our platforms. This, that Twitter released a whole thing saying, yeah, we're censoring a lot of this pro Hamas stuff. Don't worry. And they're like, and I was like, there is something to the control of media that's being played out here that I don't know. think people are talking about, because there was another thing that I was reading, and here's the thing. Am I reading stuff that's, you know, bad propaganda? I don't know. But there were, like, a lot of some news news uh, channels took some of their pro- is or pro-Palestine commentators off offline. They're like, yeah, you're not going to be active. Mm. Take a break. Air Canada freaking fired a pro-Palestinian pilot. Yeah, the pilot, yeah. Like... Being pro-Palestine is going to get you in a lot more trouble than being pro-Israel. It's because you're intertwined with Hamas and they've labeled you terrorists. That's, that's, I mean, that's the end of and it, right? They if do that to us too, though. If you're pro, mm -hmm. if you're Palestinian, anytime, they're yep. going to link any sort of... If you're yep. Indian, if you're pro-Punjab in any degree, whether it be religious or non-religious, you're getting that Khalistan label put on you and they're using that label as a means to... Well, same thing happened to us, right? Like uh, during farmers' protests, a lot of our accounts are getting shadow banned, banned yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, not even shadow banned. There, I was what thing? India uh, has a direct was, portal. Elon, and the funny thing was, Elon was part of that. Yeah, Elon acknowledged yeah. it too much in the BBC. Yeah, he, like he was, he's part of that with the Indian Indian government. He was part of that. He said so. that. He said, "Look, if you want to operate in India and you want to collect Indian money and port Indian advertisers, mm -hmm. you got to listen to the government. The government's telling us to, you know." Suspend a million and one accounts. We're going to suspend them. He has no qualms about it. Mm. So. It's a money thing to him, right? I mean, it's a money thing for everyone when they're trying to keep their businesses going. Yeah. In these. Is it, I mean, he's really fucking destroying the platform. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad now, man. Even I, like, I'm like, it's not as. Yeah. I don't really enjoy it. 
I want huh? the bird buck. Anybody <laughs> the want the bird buck? I want the bird buck. I want the bird buck. <laughs> I also feel like there's been this drop in the level of discourse now. It's just trolls nonstop. You get rewarded for trolling on the app. That's what it's all about. What can you say that'll get you impressions, get you... The India trolls were crazy when this happened. I'm just trying to get some news, and it's all oh, about pro India stuff. It's like India sports Israel. I'm like, what? Where's this coming from? Right? It's just crazy. The fact that there were like but, dozens of Indian flags at the Toronto protest in uh, solidarity with Israel. I was like, sorry, man. Like these guys are sims. Yeah, the weird thing is, like, uh, Indira Gandhi and uh, Yasser were like really tight. Like the PLO ties with uh, India are. Mm. And now it's like complete switch. But she was also good with Israel at that time too. She was on both ends. She it wasn't a one sided thing. India like it was uh there's a minuendo there, but anyways. Yeah, I'm just saying it wasn't uh hey, we're just pro Palestine. I don't think India was ever pro pro Palestine as much as they were, hey, maybe we will help you. I don't know. I'm I'm getting well beyond my depth. All I know is they were down with Israel too. To the point where we've had SFJ Banu say, hey, we're with Palestine. And I'm like, why are we aligning with anyone? Why can't we just say you guys are all... Yeah, he put out a video. I didn't even see the video. I, I just saw the big headline in the video. And I'm like, this fucker is going to do say something that's so fucking dumb that we're going to... And I'm not saying he shouldn't be pro-Palestine. He's the gift that keeps giving. That's that's a good way to label it. He's just going to be like, hey, maybe we should do something with Delhi, just like Hamas did. And I'm like, no, please don't say nothing stupid. Please don't say nothing stupid. Yeah. 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 Anyways, any final thoughts, closing thoughts on this stuff? No, that's pretty dark topic. So. No. Yeah, I'm going to pray for peace and it's going to work this time. <laughs> I'm going to just try to mind my own business and hopefully not turn into a complete mutt while I read all this news, man. My brain... The amount of doom scrolling I do right now is so toxic. Yeah, it's pretty toxic. Uh, mm. Anyway, on that note, hockey's back. <laughs> yeah, legit. <laughs> Talking about things that are toxic, <laughs> hockey's back, I guess, to distract us. I kind of like the little distractions we get in life. I miss our interest rate talks. Yeah. Well, you hopefully. Hopefully there's lighter topics like uh, another scandal at home or something that we can talk about. Uh, what's the scandal boss came out with today? Those it's a concert. People can't get in. Oh, yeah. Straight up. Straight banned Karpana from the venue. Why it, you it, on Dozi, bro? Explicitly said, hey, no Karpans unless you put on a plastic one. Really? Yep. Explicitly <laughs> worded in his uh, shows. But is that, is, that his, is that the venue's requirements? Rather than Dilgeet's requirements. Well, he, he's on tour. He can't control the fucking venue. So what venue was it? Uh, yeah. You'll find it, man. It's on Twitter. We can talk about it more next week. He's in Australia. He's in Australia. No, it was oh, a New okay. Zealand one, wasn't it? I think that one was or a New, New Zealand. Zealand. Okay. Yeah, that was New Zealand. Well, that, that kind of makes sense with the their history. So. Oh, yeah. They yeah they can't even have guns. Nothing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All, right. All right, boys. Till next week. Peace. Peace. Not next week, in like a month or whatever. But hey, you know what I mean. Peace. Maybe six. <laughs> Peace.